You know when you're out with your friends and they all order beer and then you look insane when you don't want any beer? I mean, no offense to any of my friends out there, but I'm not a crazy obsessed beer drinker. I mean, once in a while, but I don't really love it. But I did recently try Bud Light Seltzer. It's not beer. It's a hard seltzer from Bud Light. Finally, there's something I can drink when everyone else is having a beer. Bud Light Seltzer's 5% alcohol, 100 calories, and it comes in four flavors. There's strawberry, lemon lime, mango, and my go-to black cherry. They're all super refreshing and perfect when I want something with a little more kick than just sparkling water. You know what I'm saying? Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. Yeah, because okay. I have a question. Go ahead. Because I feel like I was part of your training by telling you you should swim more. but <laughs> And I don't know if you took my good advice, but how did the triathlon go? Oh, my God. You did it for the last month, and we haven't talked about it. Maybe I should have swam more. <laughs> I oh, no, really? It was terrible. It was terrible. Uh, I knew you were going to have trouble uh, with the swim because you oh, wouldn't no. swim. no. No. Well, I swam. Okay. So, to be honest with you, not only do I not know how to freestyle, it, it freaks me out. Because, like, the breathing thing, like, I get water in my ears and I get it in my mouth. Like, I can't freestyle swim. Okay. I just don't know how to do it. And I, I you was don't like, do girls. You, do, you don't I do breaststroke. Oh, but you don't do this, do you? Dog paddle? I know when you, people who swim like this and they keep their head up. No, no. Okay, good. I, I was right, like breaststroking. Because I would have had to leave. So like in a pool, I had tried it and I was like, this isn't that bad. I could do this. You know, <laughs> breaststroke. So to, I was like, all right. And everyone kept saying, get in the ocean. And I was like, no way. It's the Pacific. It's freezing. And there are currents. And everybody was like, but dude, if you don't get in the ocean, yeah. like you're going to freak out. And I freaked out. So I showed up, and first of all, no one had told me that I needed a certain kind of wetsuit. So I had bought this little surfing suit, like this short wetsuit that surfers wear at the surf shop. I didn't. <laughs> so I showed up in my little suit, and Lucy Danzinger, who uh, is a big triathlete, she's like the head of Self Magazine. She's she does these all the time. And she grabs me and she's like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "I'm gonna do this thing." And she's like. <laughs> What are you wearing? And I was like, a suit. And she's like, no, no. And I, So you have to wear like this really serious neoprene, like fall suit. That's like a five millimeter or whatever, like a different thickness. Oh, So really? she goes over to Xterra and she gets them to put me in a suit literally moments, right? Before this gun's going to go off. They're greasing me up, trying to get me in this suit. <laughs> 
And I, I, when I say that, no, I'm not kidding. Jillian, they you're are the gl- last person I would think that would need to be greased up. Greased. Be They're greasing me up. To try to slide me into this wetsuit, okay? Now I'm in the wetsuit and I can't, I'm like, oh my god, I can't move. Oh my god, so I'm claustrophobic, right? Because it's like a full suit and it's really tight, and I can't. I'm like, I can't, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. So I'm, I'm like, I'm freaking out. So Lucy's like, hurry, hurry, your your heat or whatever, it's gonna go. Hurry! And the, so the gun goes off, and my friend Ashley and I go running into the ocean. <laughs> and I, I'm like, oh my god, oh my god! And we're at Zuma Beach, and I was like, are there yeah. any tips about this whole current situation? Oh no, no, no! It's going to be glassy. Well, it wasn't even remotely glassy, right? So you have to swim all the way out past the break to these buoys. By the time I got past the break, I was like, I'm gonna die! The <laughs> <laughs> guy like, had just panicked. Complete panic, and I was like, "Oh my god, oh god!" And I couldn't. So the suit floats, right? So I had done it where I like I was thinking I was going to take a breaststroke down, come get air, breaststroke down, come get air. So every time I tried to take a stroke, I would like bob like a little buoy (laughs) and float up. Like perpendicular, so I'm like trying to swim, and I'm upright because I can't. I don't know how to freestyle, and people are like passing me. Uh, there's wounded warriors that are missing limbs, and I'm not trying to be a jerk. It's I'm being literal. They're flying past me out there, eighty year olds. They're like out of the way, out of the way. I'm like, oh my God. get out of the so, way. Yeah. So the guy on the little surfboard out there is like, you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm like. Like, I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to die out here. And I was, there was a point, too, where I was halfway through it. Because it's a half a mile swim. And I was halfway through it. And the only way back, there was no way back. It was, like, equidistant. Right. You know what I'm you saying? Go, oh, you I come like, back. You go, I was like, oh, God. Chillian. So the swim was a car crash. And I, it's the first thing. Yeah, so I had to oh, side man. stroke my way through it on my good arm, right? So I've got my one arm extended and my little gimpy arm is like trying to get me through. So it takes me 20 minutes. People are doing this thing and like, you know, the good swimmers are doing it in like eight minutes, things like that. It takes me 20 minutes to get through this swim. So then I'm like, all right, I got, you know, I got this because the bike, I've been biking. I can bike. I know you can so bike. So I was like, here we go, right? I was definitely concerned about the swim. Yeah, that was a disaster. Oh. So I'm freezing cold. I'm covered in sand. I don't know how to, I don't know how to get, I'm trying to get the suit off. It's like, it's stuck to me. I'm like, I can't get it off. And like all this is happening in the celebrity box where everybody has cameras, right? I'm in this celebrity box. So my bike, God bless eBoost. They were like, they wrapped my bike. Have you ever seen this? No. So, um, people will wrap cars. Like, have you ever seen Justin Bieber's Fisker? It's like chrome. Yes. Okay, it's a wrap. It's not paint. They put like this chrome paper wrap on the car, and they can wrap a bicycle or a car. So, eBoost wrapped my bike. So, they took my whole bike apart and they wrapped it with this like orange mat. Stuff and then the whole bike was like e-boost, 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 right? Because they were like sponsoring. So I was a little nervous about it because I, it's first of all, the bike is a very expensive bike, okay? And I don't allow myself to buy things like that unless I use them. And I really use that bike. Right. 
And last year, what got me into biking was when I was asked to bike the the try for stand up to cancer. I didn't do the run, I didn't do the swim, but I did the bike, and I was like, I can handle this. I'm going to do, you know, I, no problem. So. I've been biking all year. I'm like, I'm going to smoke this. So last year I did it in like 59 minutes, which wasn't a great time. But I was like, I'm going to get this in like 52 minutes. I'm going to kill this because I've been biking. I've biked the path many times. So they wrapped my bike. Well, my brakes were not put on right. But wait, it gets better. So I get on the bike and something's dragging. And I'm like, what is that? So my brakes were put on and like the front brake is dragging on the wheel. And then I went to shift gears and my front derailleur was just completely not working. So I could choose the bottom seven gears or the top seven gears (laughs) because I couldn't get. So I was like, oh, my God, I'm in the bottom seven gears. This is going to take me in eternity because you can't go very fast when you're in the bottom seven gears. So I have to get off the bike. Pull the chain off of the one front wheel onto the other front wheel. And I can't use my derailleur in the front, so I can only use my back gears for the rest of the ride. So now I'm covered in grease from the chain. My brake is dragging. I I can't use my front derailleur. And I get to the hill. But I can't. (laughs) So the lowest gear I can get into is a 7. And I, I, you know, because, like, I can't get, right? So I'm like... Oh, God, because I can't drop the gear down. You're still not in that neoprene suit, are you? No, I took the oh, suit off. Oh, thank God. So now I'm on the hill, and I'm dying, right, because I can't get into, like, gears three or four or five. I'm in gear seven, and I'm on these hills, and I'm just I'm unraveling, and they pull up to me in this car, and they're like, what do you think? I'm like, oh, I want to be dead. So I now get down, and I came to find out because you can see your time later, that the bike took me an hour and six minutes because of all the shenanigans that went on with the bike. That's, are you kidding? That's still damn no, good. No, last year I did it in 59 with no training. Okay, and I you wanted were six it in minutes more? No, I wanted it in 52. Oh, I was supposed to make up time there. So now, you know I hate running and I'm a terrible runner, right? Well, I did not practice. <sighs> By the way, who's got time to train for these things? <laughs> Who's out there training? Like, who's training for this? Like, I got to work. I got kids. So I like I can run four miles and I can bike 18 miles, but I've never run after biking. So now. Oh, you didn't practice. Oh, no. Jillian. You know what? No. This is so your fault. I told you to swim and I told you to practice the transition. Yeah. Oh, you're a brat. So I get off the bike and I put on my shoes and I start running and my legs are like. but the best part is i have to pee so and this is like my worst nightmare because i'm like what do i do if i have to pee Pee. what do i do if i have to pee i'm not gonna piss my pants though that's just not me i and by the way i don't know that i would necessarily want that ending up on tmz well that's what triathletes do they just go I wondered about that. Yeah. Because the whole time, I, there's bathrooms along the side of the road, right, at Zuma Beach, which is where it's going on. But I keep watching anybody to see if they're peeling off to go pee. So the whole run, I'm like, I have to pee. I have to pee. I have to pee. I have to pee. And I have no way of knowing what's four miles. And you know I'm not a runner, right? I'm already a crap runner. A crap runner. I'm a terrible runner. And so... Anything endurance is not for me. Like, I can do a one-arm pull-up. I can do a one-arm push-up, you know, once. 
I know, twice. You, I know you don't like endurance stuff. And you're like, oh, yeah. isn't that impressive? You know, I can run at 14 miles an hour once as a sprint. Yeah, yeah. But, like, you ask me to run. Uh, you know, so I start running, and it's like I got through it, but I had to pee the entire time. And it was just a disaster. But I, So then I'm on the phone with my business partner. Telling him about how, like, you know, I I almost drowned and the, you know, the bike malfunctioned and I had to pee and, you know, all this stuff. And TMZ comes up to me with a video camera. Oh, no. But I knew the guy because he's always in Malibu. His name is Joe. So I didn't think he was actually taping me. So then he puts it on TMZ. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's been an interesting month for me. Well, but I was so happy I finished. That's what's sad about me is I was like, I did it. So you were asked to do it. You came through. You did it. You didn't take any advice from anybody. <laughs> so it's I didn't train at all. You didn't train. Not at all. I still can't I believe asking you that question. Jillian, now have you gone? Have you done any pool training? No. I walked. No. The classic answer was when I asked you the how much you were swimming and you thing. went, well, I kind of walked it. I walked the pace. I'm like. What do you mean you walked? <laughs> I walked the length of the pool. Yeah. To see how much swimming it would yeah, be. Yeah, that's right. But swimming in a pool and swimming in the ocean, there's a whole different animal. See, and I've the never whole really time done I was that. in the ocean, I kept hearing this, Donna. Oh, stop. Donna. And I was like, I was just having a massive panic attack. Well, there are sharks in Zuma. I mean, there are. I mean, I don't know if they come in that close, but that whole Malibu stretch, there's still sharks. I'll tell you, here's the thing. When I see every single day dolphins and seals, and I've even seen whales. So the thing is, you know they got to be down there somewhere. How are oh, all the other critters out. over there? They're just waiting for a girl who doesn't fit into her neoprene suit very well yeah, to nom, come nom. by. Tasty little snack. <laughs> Delicious. Look, look at that one doing the side stroke. Let's get her flipper. Yeah, yeah they love an injured animal. <laughs> they do. That's what you That's what I look like. With your a little, little injured arm. creature. Your little poor little Yeah, they arm. sense weakness, and it's how na- now nature... <laughs> cleanses that's itself. The, it's the cycle of life. It's evolution. They're that's like, right. kill that wounded thing. Kill it. Yeah, yeah. kill it. <laughs> I'm lucky to have survived now that we're really thinking about this. I just thought of how you side-stroking it. <laughs> no, I did. No, I did the side-stroke. <laughs> and everybody was like, your time was abysmal. And I'm like, I did it! <laughs> I was just so happy with myself. <laughs> Took me two hours and twenty one minutes at the end of the day, and I, oh, it was like an God. abysmal time. But and I, but you, I was, right, you did it. I was like, hi, oh, hi. <laughs> but the best part that's so funny about about the whole thing is that oh, people were like, oh, your time sucks. You should be ashamed of yourself. And I was like, wait a second. I swam a half a mile. I biked eighteen miles, and I ran four. Ashamed of myself? F you, dude. Who said that? It was oh God! Oh, it was sure. just. But the but the thing that kills me is that it's like, I was so happy. I was like, I was just proud of myself that I did it. I'm like, I don't. Maybe you've missed the speeches I've given about not being a natural athlete. Although I did not train for it, in all fairness, I did not. But you know what? It's like you're right. Uh, up your bum. Yeah. Who says? There's so much. I guess that would be tough to be you in that sense. I mean, is I'm it, not, but I'm not an athlete though, and I've been very clear. Like I am not a natural athlete. I don't work out because I'm athletic. Like I work out because I like skinny jeans and you want you, know, to you want uh, your body to feel the way it feels. Yeah, I want to be around for my kids, but. That's, you know, so to me, I was like, what? What an accomplishment. Wait, but you wait a minute. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah. I would have been cheering the for you. The swim was a car crash, Janice. Yeah. It was I the worst. I was concerned. It was I, terrible. Yeah, it sounds like it. I cannot tell you how many people I've trained mm-hmm. that have ended up becoming personal trainers. Mm. I think that people who appreciate how fitness has empowered them in every facet of their lives suddenly feel compelled to share that message with others. Pass it uh, forward. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've seen it in, in so many Biggest Loser contestants. And even back in the day when I would just work with, even 10 years ago when I was training soccer moms, they would take it up as a, a side job because they loved it so much. Or maybe you are a fitness fanatic. But if you are considering a career as a personal trainer, you want to check out the National Academy of Sports Medicine. I have to tell you that you know I was an overweight kid. We all know that. And I fell into this line of work because I loved it. Not necessarily so much, oh, I love feeling the burn, but I love how it empowers me, and I love subsequently empowering others in the same way. And if you feel passionate about that, I highly recommend you check these guys out. Because right now, certified personal trainers are in higher demand than ever, and NASM can help you make your goals a reality. They're going to guarantee that you will land a job within 90 days of earning your certification or you get your money back. So you can get started right now with a free 14-day sneak peek of their fast, fun, and easy online program. All you have to do is go to usatrainer.com. What's that again? Oh, let me tell you. (laughs) usatrainer.com. Okay, I have a little personality quiz here for all of our listeners. Mm. Yeah. I thought this was kind of interesting. What your sleep position says about you. Hmm? Oh. Yes. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. All right. Sleep position. Yes. Okay. There's not really a lot of takeaway here other than it's more like a, almost like what's your star sign kind of a Yeah, thing. no, no, it's fun. Okay. First position is called the free fall. And this is where you lie on your stomach and your hands are kind of up and around the pillow. You got your head to one side. I'm a free faller. Just saying. Now, supposedly, free fallers are extroverted and brash. (laughs) We appear nervy, but apparently we're thin-skinned and we take criticism personally. Now, what's that position again? The free fall? Free fall. It's just basically you sleep on your stomach. Really? Yeah. Do you have a pillow or do you? Have... I know in this in this article the guy doesn't have a pillow, but I do. Yeah, yeah. No, a pillow for your head, but I use a pillow like for my leg. You know what I've gotten crazy about? Heidi had this pregnancy pillow, and it's like a gigantic C. So like one thing is for your head, and the other thing is for like your leg to go over the pillow, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and now it's my pillow. It's my favorite thing ever. It's the wow. only thing I wouldn't let her throw out. <laughs> from the pregnancy. <laughs> that pillow. Yeah. But okay, so that's a free faller. Now, uh any and, and supposedly the health benefit of this is that any position where you're laying face down is good for your digestion. Okay. Yeah, okay. Any other free fallers here? No. No. I used to be. <laughs> no, but I used to I used to sleep on my stomach, but I don't anymore. Yeah, see? Now you're a okay. loser. All right. Hang on. 
The next one is called the fetus. And this is where you curl up on your side. It's the most common sleeping position. It's adopted by 41% of the 1,000 people who took part in the survey. And supposedly those who sleep in the fetus position are described as tough on the outside but shy and sensitive at heart. And they may take time to warm up to people. Does it say what side of the fetus position? No, I don't think it matters. Right or left? No. Oh, sleeping on your left side can cause stress in your vital organs, though. Yes, it can. So, yeah, so if you do sleep in the fetus position, you want to sleep on the right side. That's right. That's right. Are you a fetus? Um, Yes, now I am. Yeah, you seem like a fetus. But I'm also, what do you call it when you sleep on your back? I'm not there yet. Can you not jump ahead? No, no, (laughs) I'm getting excited, though. Try not to jump ahead. Okay. Okay. Then there's the log. And this is when you lie on your side with both arms down. Get out of here. Nope, nope, nope. Log sleepers. Yeah, well, they're socially easygoing people. Their downside is they tend to trust it. A lot, what, anyone. They sleep like a corpse? Yeah, the log. Like an what? army man. But it's good arm. for you because it keeps the spine straight, so it's good for back pain. On the side? Yeah, the log. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Then the next one is called the yearner. And this is when you sleep. I think this might be you. You sleep on your side with both arms out in front of you. I do not yearning. sleep like that. Yeah, like yearning, like, oh, God. Yeah, both arms out. So, like, the top arm is kind of folded over, you know, the arm is bent, and the hand is on the mattress. Oh, no, no. And then the other arm is out to the side. Heidi, I think, is a yearner. That's yeah. That's interesting. Yearners okay. are open to new things, but they're suspicious and cynical. Ooh. Mm. They take a long time to make decisions. Oh, this is Heidi. But once they make a choice, they never change their mind. That's definitely Heidi. Resting on your side can help alleviate some problems associated with acid reflux and sleep apnea. Huh? But if problems occur, you'll need to go see a specialist, of course. Okay. And we know you got to sleep on your right side, not your left. Yeah. Okay, what about the back? I'm not there yet. Oh, God, how many more are there? Okay, now, the back? if you lay on your back, but yeah. your arms are down at your sides, it's called the soldier. Okay. And if you... So, okay, so soldier sleepers are quiet and reserved. They don't like to make a big deal out of things, and they set very high standards for themselves or others. Yeah. Autumn, are you a soldier or a starfish? I'm a starfish. All right, we're not on the starfish oh. yet. Can you please not jump ahead, Jan? I didn't. You did. No, no, I wasn't talking to you, Oh. and you tried to jump in on the conversation. No, I wasn't. That wasn't addressed to you. Okay. So, are you a soldier? Huh? Yes, I'm a soldier. Well, I thought you were a fetus. I'm a soldier and a fetus. It's a young soldier. <laughs> I'm a young soldier. Interesting. Okay, so research shows that if you sleep on your back, it could lead to snoring. Mm. Mm. So maybe you should try to flip over and sleep like the free faller because then you'll, you'll wake up more relaxed. Okay. Now, the starfish is when you lay on your back with both your arms up. In pointing to the sky. No, back, like by your head. Now that's bad because that's not good because you shouldn't ever sleep with your hands above your heart. Well, always hands below the heart. You're more likely to snore and have breathing problems again. Yeah, and have no blood in, blood in the hands. But the starfish people are, you know, supposedly great listeners, good friends, always willing to offer help, and generally don't like being the limelight. 
Well, they obviously get laid a lot in that position. <laughs> Is that true, well, Autumn? Yeah, Autumn. That's the starfish. Autumn the bottom? Autumn the bottom! <laughs> <laughs> With my seat position. Oh, starfish! It oh, is. Look at her. <laughs> look at her. Well, there you go. She does seem to be the most relaxed here. Yeah, I know. Out of hmm. Jake, I'm a. I change it up all the time. Hmm. I'm the. I'm the one where you're. You're down and you got this with the pillow right here. The there, with, you, with your arm underneath the pillow. And your head, and then you wake up in the middle of the night, and your arm's dead asleep, oh, and you can just lift that. it up. You Prin- that's go, a yeah. princess. I think that's Is that the princess? princess? Yeah. I'm a princess. Yeah. We're going to edit that part out. I'm not a princess. Okay. I'm a manly man. Uh-huh. Okay. Is that the end? of? Is that the, all the positions? Yes. Did okay. you discover something new? No, no, but I was just going to say, let's do your uh, let's do your stripper name, since we're doing what, what this means. Oh, right. It's a middle name. And the street you grew up no, on? The street the, you grew up on and your, your first dog. Yeah, your first dog. Oh, the pet. street you grew up on and your first dog. Cookie Midwick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait a <laughs> Cookie Midwick. Midwick? Midwick. Midwick. Cookie. Midwick Lane. Cookie Midwick. Cookie Midwick. That's one of the best I've ever heard. Cookie Midwick. Yeah, oh well, we know God. Autumn's. What's Autumn's? Red Panorama. <laughs> Red Panorama. Red Panorama. Red was your your first pet's name? Red? Panorama? Panorama. Oh, Panorama. Red, pa- Red Panorama. And what's yours? Um, uh, Beppy Berkeley. That's a good one. Beppy? <laughs> we had an old Dachau named Beppy. We lived on Berkeley. Beppy Berkeley. Beppy Berkeley. Jake? Uh, Magic Lamona. Oh, oh wow. Magic Lamona. Is there a dog named Magic? <laughs> yeah. Magic I'm Lamona. I'm more concerned about living on Lamona. <laughs> <laughs> Lemon with an A. Lamona. Lemon with Magic an A. Lamona. Magic That's Lamona. a pretty good one. My kids suck, though. Like, it, when Phoenix answers that question, it's going to be Richard Pacifico Skyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> like a salesman. Richard Pacifico's Highway. Yeah. And lose. No, he'll be he'll be Dick Dick PCH. Okay. Dick PCH. Dick PCH. All right, and 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 Lou would be I guess 7 PCH. 7 PCH. Pat 7 Pat Coast. Yeah, that's a tough one. They're yeah. screwed. You're going to have to move. Otherwise, I, you, when I before the kids I lived on Willow Glen, 7 Willow Glen. 7 Willow Glen. No. Oh. We call Seven's nickname is Dr. Newberg. Dr. Like, Newberg Willow Glen. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite a stripper. You should see Lou running down the beach calling the dog, Dr. Dr. Newberg. <laughs> That's great. Swear to God. Dr. Oh. Dr. Newberg. People <laughs> cannot. <laughs> Figure out. Dr. Newberg. That's her nickname. Well, that's good. So you're Dr. A, you're Newberg, a, I presume. You're a free fallen cookie midwick. Yep. Yeah, that's good. Aquarius. Aquarius. That's right. You're Aquarius. Yeah. Magic Lamona, I think, wins, though. I think so, too. <laughs> I think Magic Lamona is. The, thank you. Thank you. That's pretty cool. All right. All right. Wow, well, that was snappy. That was, <laughs> that was snappy and informative. I'm sure iHeart is so glad that they took this on. <laughs> what an acquisition. <laughs> Us, the view. Thank you, and good night. Yeah. <laughs> huh? How about that?
about that? They're That's like, good. What a prize. <laughs> <laughs> Clear channels going, what the hell? Bob Pittman's firing people left and right. <laughs> Who's responsible for this? <laughs> All right. All right. We'll be right back. All right, so who's had a chance to check out Squarespace yet? I have. For everybody listening, if you haven't had a chance to check it out, Squarespace.com is an all-in-one platform that's going to make it fast and easy to create your own professional website or an online portfolio. Basically, they've got over 20 highly customizable templates that you can choose from, and the all-in-one platform is going to make it fast for you. So if it's your career or whatever it might be, it's really simple. It's drag and drop. They've got 24-7 customer support. You can easily link to your social media accounts. It starts at just $8 a month, and it includes a free domain name if you sign up for a year. So you can start with a trial today, no credit card required, and start building your website. For our listeners now, they're offering a free trial and 10% off. So you go to squarespace.com slash Jillian Michaels, and you just use the offer code JM10. Capital JN10. Check it out today. Right, uh, we are back, and uh, we're very excited. I will let Jillian we take have it away. A super special guest yes, on today. Her name is Denai Guerrera. Denai, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. All right. So, for those of you who don't know, Denai plays Michonne on like my favorite show, The Walking <laughs> Dead. Uh, and Jake passed out when he found out that we were going to be talking to you today. He oh was so God, excited. Yeah. How are you? What's going on? The new season is coming on. Tell me everything. Uh, it is coming on. It, it comes on on the 13th. We're, we're really excited to share it. We've been like working away, you know, like in rural Georgia for a while. So it's really great Man. to share it with the world. But I, but Dillian, I feel like I owe you a check, to be honest. I oh, feel like I owe oh you a check. well, I'll always yeah, take money. Because <laughs> I, 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 I kind of did use a couple of your moves last season. I don't know if oh, you noticed that. really? I, I, I need to hear <laughs> I more. Uh, so, so there's some inspiration in Michonne? Because she's like, <laughs> she's the ultimate television badass. You realize this, right? You know you're know, the Jillian. badass think, on TV. I think, I, well, I, I think that, you know, I play it on TV, but, I mean, I kind of do you about, like, four times a week, and I think that you, you're kicking my ass in my living room. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I'm not quite sure who's the badass. I love right you now. for that. If you When you're in L.A. next, <laughs> if you ever want to work out, it would be my pleasure. Uh, oh my God. To do that how in person. How awesome. <laughs> um, but, dude, this show is a phenomenon. I mean, it it got 11 million total viewers last season. It, it's like on a K, on AMC. I mean, that's unheard Huge. of. That's unheard of. How, yeah, yeah. how has this changed your life? I mean, well, wait, let me give people a little background. So, you're from Zimbabwe. Were you raised in Zimbabwe? Born in Zimbabwe? 
Yeah, I was born in the U.S., and then my parents, we all moved back to Zimbabwe when I was about five. So then I was raised there, and I came back to college. So wow. I call myself American because it's kind of really a split <laughs> down the middle. Gotcha. <laughs> and you went yeah. to NYU. I did. I went to NYU for, for grad school. I went to a little Midwestern college for, for undergrad. For grad school? So you're not stupid. <laughs> Okay. Oh, yeah, that was just when I was in grad school. Bless your heart. Look at you. Okay. And then Janice gave me uh, a little piece of paper here that says, um, okay, you're even you're going to have to educate us, us simple folk on this. What is a hotter fellow? It says uh, Greer is also a hotter oh, fellow at Princeton and oh, a commissioned playwright with the oh, Yale God. repertoire. How are you even allowed oh, to have God. all those schools on your resume? <laughs> That's crazy! Oh god, it sounds it sounds horribly pretentious when you read it out loud like that. No, it doesn't. It, it no, sounds horribly it sounds accomplished. Yeah, it does, buddy. Wow. So, can you give so me a little bit about your journey in this profession and how you've become so successful? Because there's no nepotism going on here. This is all you. <laughs> uh, thank you, sweet. I just I don't know really in terms of like the exact thing that happened, but I just started to like I loved drama in high school and actually went to college in psychology, but wow. then had a had sort of a moment where I just had to, like it was a I sort of had the kind of aha moment when I was in South Africa and as a junior in college and I kinda knew I wanted to try and, and tell stories, um mm. wow. uh, around all these these African artists who had done it through apartheid and so I really felt I had no excuse because I kind of wasn't going to do it out of fear and I just wanted to go a, like a, a safe route in life and I said I can't do that I'm looking at these amazing artists so I had to, wow. to do what I knew I loved so I came back and that's when I went to, to Tisch uh, at NYU for, for grad school and, and decided I was going to try and devote myself to it and, and try and tell African stories and that's what, what the, my playwriting basically is is telling African women stories as much as I can and, and tell them on, in, the, in America which is the other home that I'm from and and have sure. that sort of connection happen, and so yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I mean, and then I just, um, it's a lot of you know, everyone and with with many actors, you know, you go, you're, it's only you only get two percent of the jobs. I'm not <laughs> special in that area. I've only gotten two percent of the jobs. Well, for. let me tell you, you you've gotten the ones that count, and you have knocked them out of the park, and. I, I want to continue this conversation, but I have somebody, and we are going to, mind you. I'm not letting him off of the phone and come hell or high water. But uh, there is somebody that I have told I'm going to be uh, calling in with a special treat today. He does not know that I am talking to you, and he is your absolute crazy psycho biggest fan. And that would be my coworker, Bob Harper. Oh, no. Yeah. No. Um, do you mind if we just, because, like, I know he has somewhere to go, and he's like, Girl, what do you want? Why? Are, and I have him on hold. Do you mind if we call him and say hello really quickly, and then continue talking about um, all of this really fun, amazing stuff? Because I really Absolutely. want people to hear a how you stay in shape, and b about the passion behind how you pursue your dreams. Because I have found you to be such an incredibly inspiring woman. Now, Jake, oh, can we get him? Can we get Let's him? Do it. He's gonna die. He better answer. I'll kill him because he doesn't know I'm calling with you. Bob? Okay, hang on. Hello? Oh, honey? Yes. I'm sitting here going, he's not answering. I'm like, I'm here. I, I know. I have a little <laughs> surprise for you. What? So, somebody's on the phone with me. Who's your favorite character on TV? God, I mean, that's so hard. It's uh, It could be Jesse Pinkman. It could be Walter White. Mm-hmm. And? 
Uh, I mean, I don't know. You're putting me on the spot. I don't know who my favorite character is. Right Your now. very favorite, the one that you you say that you relate to, and you have a bobblehead doll. <gasps> Shut up. No, on the phone right now. Deny Guerrera. Michonne is on the phone. Michonne, Hi, Tom, how are you doing? No, you doing? Michonne, you don't even understand. I have a bobblehead of you in my dressing room. That's funny. How are you? I am so obsessed with you. Last season, I was so completely stressed out that they were going to kill you. Like, every episode, I was just like, this. if they kill Michonne, I'm, I'm, I'm done with this show. I will be done with this show if they hurt my girl. I think you are the biggest badass on television. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. Bob, the new season is coming October 13th. So I don't know if she'll give you any, any, like, any giveaways or anything, but I thought you could... You could ask. You could no, try I, to squeeze I, a little something out of there. Oh, I don't want to know anything. As long as I want to know talking, everything. I, I don't want to know anything. I want to be surprised. Oh my god! Julian wants to read the last first. page of a book. <laughs> oh. no, I don't want to know anything. That's great. No, um, I don't want to yeah, know anything. I appreciate yeah, but, that because I can't tell you anything, you know, because I, you know, I'm not allowed. Just a little to, something. Just a little. Just a little. Just a little. Just a little. Come on, just a little sneak peek. There's got to be something you could give to us. Wait, wait. Yes, I, I want to just I tell. Wait, I, I have one more thing to tell Michonne. Hold on. I, I love that I'm calling you Michonne. By the way, <laughs> deny. When your character fine, was introduced, when you came walking up with those two walkers with their like you know with their arms chopped off and no and no bottom mouth, I was like, okay, this girl is going to be my favorite person ever on television. <laughs> yeah, I was. I'm in love with you. I'm absolutely. I've got the biggest crush on you in the whole world. I love watching every minute. You're, every minute you're on there, I'm just like I'm obsessed with you. Uh, okay. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, I, you feel a little strange coming on TV like that. You're like, I don't know how people are going to respond to this chick because I've got two pet walkers. So I appreciate that. Yeah. And I was really sad they when love you, you. Had to kill those walkers. Oh, those and those were her family members, right? Yeah. Those were Michonne's family members. Oh, were they? Were they? Were they? I, oh. I felt like they. I felt like you knew them. Or, or you had some or, sort of dynamic with them or yeah. something, because it was like sad when they mm-hmm. killed your pet mummies. Well, no, zombies, <laughs> zombies, <laughs> zombies. I watched the show. I, I like mummies. I like mummies. Zombies. Oh my god. Zombies. zombies. I like mummies. No zombies. Yeah, but they're zombies. If somebody doesn't know, no. they need to know that a walker is a zombie. It well, just in case know, there's then mo- they need to get schooled on Walking Dead. The so show is, is essentially a post-apocalyptic world, right? It's like it, it's a, this this disease, this is it a virus or a bacteria? We don't really know what it is, yeah, right? We don't know. Yeah, it's, it's really a mystery as to what happened to mankind. But the, the, what was established was that at the end of season two is that everybody has it. Like yeah, everyone has everyone's a carrier. Yeah, okay, yeah. is there a love interest in Michonne's future? Oh, oh! Come on. I thought it was going to be—I thought it was going to be that girl that got killed. I thought it was going to be the girl that got killed at the end. I was so glad. She oh, Andrea was bugging me. Right? <laughs> oh, no, Andrea's my girl. She it was, was really bugging sad. me. She could have killed the governor if she didn't. <laughs> 
Wait, she dies? I'm two episodes back. Oh my god, Jake, leave the room if you're not up to speed. I'm only back two episodes. I didn't think we'd spoil that much. You idiot! You can't be here. This is for only for people who are caught up. Get out of here. Get out. You gotta get out! This is serious. Uh, so there's no... So there, uh, do we get any indication about any type of a cure this season? Uh, any type of a what? Cure. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, a lot of interesting stuff is going to go down this season. It's, it's actually really exciting. It's this crazy, like, mashup of deep character stuff and then, like, crazy action. So it's, it's this never-ending, like, thought. Like, you might, like, get into a moment, and then the next moment you're, like, thrown off your feet. So it's, it's, it's really, even to read them, it's like, whoa, we're going to do that? Oh. So uh, it is really exciting. And that's my way of actually saying I, I can't really answer I that know, question, you're speaking in broad generalities. <laughs> so can I He's ask you, because you're in ridiculous, insane shape. Your body is sick. Have you always sick. been in this kind of incredible shape, or did you train for the role? Because you're like a samurai oh, warrior. Sorry. You're a freaking ninja on that show. <laughs> well, I, well I, I, I'm glad it looks that way on TV. But <laughs> I kind of, you know, I just, um, I was a jock growing up. Then I just, I, I exercised. But, you know, I did start to exercise more when I had to train with that thing. And that thing was not a game. Like, just, it, it, like I was, like, in Edson Bath salt, salt bath for, like, Wait, you, know, you with a real sword? You trained after. with a real sword? Yeah. I mean, initially you start with, like, a sort of replica, which is made of wood or something like that. But then you, you move on to the actual swords. Yeah, yeah, wow. absolutely. They've and given you a real, real sword? I thought for sure that had yeah. to be, like, a fake. Wow. So yeah. for, for those of you who, know, who, no. um, who haven't seen the show, which you're not one of the 11 gazillion people watching it, um, our favorite character, who uh, Denai plays, Michonne, is like a samurai warrior and fights with a samurai sword. Uh, and I cannot believe that is a real sword. That is awesome. So you had to train to learn how to use that thing? That's amazing. I did. I mean, they, were, they, they put a lot of faith in me because they, they, they gave me the role. And then they said, well, they said, you know, are you athletic? I was like, yeah. And they're like, okay, now you have to learn how to use the sword <laughs> in six weeks. So I had six weeks to like, you know, to get, and thankfully I had a fantastic teacher, Adam Hart, who's there in Los Angeles, and he, he really got me there. And uh, so cool. A lot. No boyfriend is ever going to mess with you again. <laughs> She's like, I'm samurai trained, bitch. Step yeah, off. Nobody's ever going to mess with her. I, I'll chop your head off. Okay. <laughs> but I will say, Julian, I have been, um, I have been, I pick up like just about every single DVD you have. And oh. the one that like kicked my butt this year when I was prepping for this season was Extreme Shed and Shred. Oh. And uh, I I love it. I love it. I love it. And it kicks my butt. And I, I oh, so I'm not, you. I, you know, I'm like going, getting through the second one. I'm like, okay. That, that, that was the special occasion, I must say. The second one was the special occasion days. I would do the second one. That, like, you would have to be a crazy person one. to do the second one. Yeah. The 245s back to back were evil. I, I, I do admit that. No, that that great, was darkness on, on my part. Um, I do want to ask another question, though. Is there any part of that character? that you identify with or do you think that you've infused her with you and that's what's made her to be such a resilient and empowered character on tv well i mean i think there i definitely uh, there's there parts of her that I, I can really relate to and parts that i really can't but i think her template was really in in the comic book i tend to call it a graphic novel because it is it is it so jumps off the page at you that to me it's like mm. it feels so real um but like she was 
so crafted by Robert Kirkman on the page that there right. was a lot to actually draw from about her, just about how strong she was, how tough she was. I mean, the story that happens between her and the governor in the comic book is unreal. Oh. And uh, the, way she, the way she's resilient from that and how she handles that is unbelievable. And so there, there was a lot to pull from from there, but there's something about her that I really related to as I as I started to research the, the character. Just, I mean, I, I, I guess I do have a tough girl gene. I definitely have the tough girl gene. So I, I, yeah. do, have, I do relate to her toughness, but she she would kick my ass. Like, I'm not tough like her. Like, if I met Michelle, I'd probably run away. You know, so I'd be like, I'm going to get out of here. But, um, I would want to be friends with her really quickly. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> She would kick my ass, but like in terms of like who my whole my whole thing that I love about the show is who would I be if the world got that dire, you know? Like who would I turn into? Yeah. I uh, one of the, this play I'd written about Liberian women in war. That's where I really connected to her because I'd met women who, when things went dire and they went through serious trauma because they lost all all sort of like structures and protections, they turned into warriors. They turned into rebel fighters. Like really, really rebel fighter. Wow. And um, and they transformed as a result of the circumstances. And I, I was always like, well, you know, if, if this, if everything like went down like this in where, where I was, I'd probably turn into something similar, hopefully, you right. know, in my head, like that's probably the route I would take. So there was something about that that really clicked for me about her. Like I understood how she was like, I'm going to take care of myself and I'm going to make sure that I, I'm the last one standing if I can. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to fight to the end. Like I sort of understood that. Like I was like, if things got this dire... I think I would try to be that chick too. Whether or not I succeed is another right. question. Yeah. I think I would try. That is such an interesting question because you do you do ask yourself that. Like, would you give up? Would you absolutely right. curl into a ball and go into denial and shut down? Would it right. would it bring out the best in you or would it bring out the worst in you? Would you I always right. think of it like platoon. I don't know if you remember that movie, but there was like Tom Berenger's character and Willem Dafoe's character and like Willem Dafoe was like the martyr and Tom Berenger just went to the dark side and became the devil, like Shane versus Rick in that show. Right. And it, right. it is you're right. totally right. You you wonder what that would bring out in you and I, I love that I think I would actually curl into a ball. That would be <laughs> that would be me. No, Kelly, you would never you would be I don't know, buddy. Bob would be Michonne, though, Bob. I would be Michonne. Yeah. I'd be protecting Jillian. I'd be like this, baby, you just stay in that little ball. I got you covered. He would. He totally would. He absolutely would. And can you tell us, so tell me a little bit about this movie you've got coming out. So it's called Mother of George, and it's yes. it's like, is it out right now? It came out early September, right? Or was it, it, in, the, it, was in it, Sundance? When do we get to see this was, and tell me about it? Yeah, it was. It, it came out. Uh, it came out two weeks ago in New York City. It came out last week in Los Angeles. Okay, and it's rolling out throughout the country in the, within the next few weeks. And it's it's actually it's a it's extremely different from from The Walking Dead. It's a it's an independent, and it's about um, basically an immigrant couple in Brooklyn, a Nigerian woman who's just come from Nigeria, and she's marrying the love of her life. He gets her over here finally. Uh, through getting her a green card, so she's in the country now and and adapting to really enjoying being a wife. And and the, at the beginning of the film, the very imposing mother-in-law says, you know, you will mother a child. They're very traditional, right. and the child will be called George. So it's called Mother of George because her deceased husband is called George. So she really wants to mother a child, and it's a very strong, uh, of course, expectation right. in many cultures, including this one. And the snag comes when that doesn't happen. Oh. And this, you know, the year and a year and a half and all this time going by and, and nothing's happening. And the pressures that start to come on her and the way that she ends up uh, 
solving the situation is uh, kind of uh, unexpected, I think. Uh, so, um, yeah. Okay, got it. That's the journey of it. Yeah, but it's uh, it's, it's it's beautifully shot. It's uh, the cinematographer has gotten amazing attention. Bradford Young, he got best cinematography in Sundance. It's very wow. unusually done the way they put the story on the page. The colors of Africa are very vibrant mm-hmm. in it. Um, beautiful costuming by uh, the costume designer. And so it's actually, people talk about how, how sensual it is to watch it. Um, so I'm just, you know, I'm thankful it's out there. It's just a, you know, small little film that I'm thankful is getting, um, you know, people are seeing it here and there. And I cannot wait to see it. And I just want to ask you, because I know I've kept you quite a while, and I'm sure that no, your publicist no, talked to my producer, and I'm sure she was like, eight minutes, oh, okay, oh, an no, hour please. later. <laughs> but I, I wanted to ask you one more thing for the listeners who are afraid um, to pursue their passion and to go after that dream and, and are torn between what you and I talked about briefly earlier, like choosing the safer path, the, quote, stable path versus the path that your heart is telling you to follow what would be your advice because you are you're one of the most inspiring women on television but you're also an incredibly inspiring woman uh in real life and i would just love to know what would you say to that person oh thank you um yeah i think well firstly i would say you know fear is you know fear is often not really even real (laughs) <laughs> and you know it's such you know i i you know there's this beautiful thing i was taught when i was in grad school which was you know the best thing to do is often like in a beautiful mind the movie where you you know he was seeing things that weren't real yeah. and uh he was seeing that man and his and his niece and and then he finally realized they weren't real and then he he never stopped seeing them he just stopped engaging them <laughs> and so it's like you know the idea of stop engaging whether it, it doesn't even matter if it comes up or not just don't engage it actually engage when you know is life giving and what you know is, is, is what you're you know you're called to do and you feel, you know, most passionate about doing. And don't let anything get in the way of that because, you know, we're we're given this life and it's not one you know, it's not one to mess around with. And I think there's so many the thing that really pushes me is that I see that I've been given a lot of access and not everyone has that. But I've been given a lot of access. I, I was born in this country. I, I'm able to uh, you know, I'm able bodied, you know, there are things I I can do and so to not do them I feel is is to you know to, to to not to not do something that I'm meant to do, and it might help other people along the way. So I feel like I'm depriving others if I don't do what I'm called to do. And so that that often really pushes me sometimes when I'm trying to get out my own way. I think there are girls who look just like me. Um, there are girls who look just like me on the continent right now, and they yeah. can't do what I'm allowed to do. And so I have no right to not do all I can do at every moment. Yeah, and um, that is what inspires me. Is that you know whatever we can do in this world, it blesses others, and that's the most important thing. You're an amazing woman. I just want to um, have lunch with you. <laughs> Bob, Bob and I want to be your best friend forever. Um, you really are, dude. I, I could talk to you for hours, and it, it's so it's just I could talk to you for hours. You're you're truly incredible, um, and your work is oh, amazing. Sorry, you're and I can't wait I to really see. Oh, I, I want to say I just I just I love doing your workouts. Not just because you still know what you're doing, but because your mindset is that of a winner and you're inspiring other people with how you how you communicate with them and how you push them and how you you don't let people not do their best and really i mean there's times where i'm like uh, but you know you don't let us go on, into autopilot and then you tell you you know you're telling us how you're going to break us and tell us how you love us you know and i'm telling you that stuff like makes me it makes me do my 4am workout you know before i go to work you know oh. and it's 
you're just you're you're really really special. I really appreciate you. Oh, so thank you. Thank you. And all right, really quick, everybody, The Walking Dead, October thirteenth, and Mother of George <laughs> coming soon to a theater near you. Um, deny, dude. We 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 want you on anytime. You've got something to promote, and if ever you're in L.A., uh, Bob and I would be happy to beat your. Bob will take you to CrossFit. Uh, I'll be waiting outside to go for a drink with you. So, um, just, just you know, awesome, awesome. I would love that. We're super, super fans. Thank you so, so Thank much for so coming much. on, buddy. You're amazing. Bob, Thank anything you. else, Bob? Bob, any questions, Bob? No, thank you so much. I, I really I felt honored to be able to uh, be a part of this conversation. So thank you, Jillian. Oh. I, I really enjoyed the whole thing. Thank you very much. Okay, thank guys. You, thank you, Bob. Great to meet you. All right. All right. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Excited to have a new sponsor today, Janice. I love that. Loveocracy.com. Cool. Kind of a cool name, right? Mm -hmm. So, Loveocracy is this really cool website where you can buy recommended pins, like pinning something that you like, right? A, a snapshot of it. You can buy recommended pins, posts, tweets, and or shares from all around the web. So let's say I discovered um, a perfume or a, an a outfit or a computer or a cool set of headphones or whatever, and someone pins it or posts it or talks about it, right. this thing finds it on the web, and basically their team searches all over the internet and tracks down the lowest price from the most reliable retailers, so you're not going to ever have to hunt it down. So they find it for you and then find the lowest price for you. Isn't that cool? And the whole idea is that marketing is sort of like, you know, doesn't really work anymore. So it's based off of personal recommendations. Ain't that the truth. Isn't that the coolest? It's no, but it's true. I know. All you have to do is simply buy with a click and you're done. It's that easy. So you can join Lovocracy today and you're going to receive a $10 credit to purchase anything on the site. And that's L-U-V-O-C-R-A-C-Y dot com. Go check it out. You're going to dig it. We both know Autumn digs it. It's supposed to be working. Bless her heart. like listening to comedy try watching it on the internet the folks behind the sideshow network have launched a new youtube channel called wait for it it's got interviews with comedians like reggie watts todd glass liza Schleisinger, slicing i've been friends with her for 10 years 
one of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny and I love you. <laughs>